listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning, sunshine. It's time to wake up now. Time to wake up! Today, I don't want to. Why not? Why not? Today, it's National Lazy Day. Boy, are you lazy. So lazy. You lazy! You are lazy! You think I'm lazy? Yeah, lazy? People are lazy. So lazy. But get up anyway! Okay, well, let's get it started then. But you are lazy, right? Yep. All right, it's showtime. Oh, it's a day for you and me, Rick. Lazy day? Lazy day. Um, Man, I wish I could be a lazy all day. I um, made the uh, idiotic decision last night to uh, stay up and watch one of the better games of the year, the New York Yankees taking on the Mariners last night. Oh, yeah. Stayed up. Game went uh, pitcher's duel. Um, That was a good game. It was a great game, especially since the Mariners won. However, at 11.30, (laughs) I'm laying in bed watching the game on my phone because Root Sports isn't allowed to be on Dish Network anymore, so I found a free app on my phone. I'm sitting there watching, and I finally said, um, in the 11th inning, I said, all right, if they don't win in the 11th, I have got to go to bed. It's 11.30. (laughs) And, of course, they didn't win, took to the 13th inning for him to win. Thank God I went to bed because it wouldn't have got over until... Midnight, and I would get about three hour, three and a half hours of sleep, and in instead of the full four hours that I got. Um, but the Mariners uh, last night did pull it out. Pitchers duel, uh, very interesting. Uh, up until the ninth, yeah, up until the ninth inning, uh-huh. there was not one fastball last night that was thrown less than ninety-five miles per hour. Whew. Not one fastball between the two starting pitchers, and then you had the two. Relief pitchers come in, um, and some of them were pitching up. I, I think the Mariners' relief pitcher, I uh, can't remember his name, but uh, he, he threw as fast as 103 miles per That's hour. That's crazy. That's just can that you even, so fast. Think about that. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, nobody well, threw 100 miles an hour. And, and what's more than that, I think 10 years ago, we didn't even think it was possible yeah, to throw Yeah, they thought your arm would fall off if you, threw, if you threw 100 miles an hour. I mean, it's not physically impossible to throw 100 miles per hour. And now you have what a dozen or more in Major League Baseball that are throwing over 100 miles an hour. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that Nolan Ryan at one point threw a fastball that was 99. And I mean, Nolan Ryan's played played an awful long time and not very recently. So I think people thought it was possible to throw 100 miles an hour, but not 102. Not 103. Even We've had 105. I know. That's what I'm saying. I did not think that it was possible. You, you played baseball. You think you could hit 105-mile-an-hour fastball? Yeah. I would I, have to start swinging before they warmed up to be able to connect with If I knew right where it was going to be, hell yes, I could. <laughs> not very well. Oh, crazy, crazy game. I could tell you that guys that have played baseball can time up almost anything. I mean... Even if you're swinging before the ball comes out yeah. of the hand, yeah. If you're a major leaguer, which is what you feel like you're doing, you if know. If you're a major leaguer, you can you can major league baseball players can hit any fastball, no uh, matter how fast. It's like it this: if you can see the wind up and you can see the ball coming out, you can probably hit that. What you can't do is get in the cage and hit 105. Nope, yeah. can't do it. I can't hit 105 in the cage. <laughs> 
I can't hit a hundred in the cage. I yeah. can't hit ninety five in the cage. I don't think I could. But hit if you stand somebody up and they're throwing ninety five, yeah, I could hit that. Um, a couple of things happened. I mean, in back in the day, maybe Major League Baseball that have never happened before. Number one in the uh, Seattle Mariners New York Yankees game, Yankees made a bunch of running errors in extra innings. Whoops! Yeah, that's not going to help. Um, for the first time in history, over two innings. The Yankees only brought four men to the plate in two complete innings because of base running errors. Because of base running errors. (laughs) Because in extra innings now, you start a man out on second base. Right. Yeah. So because of base running errors, uh, they only brought four men to the plate in two of those innings. Another thing happened last night um, in the uh, Pittsburgh game. Baseball history was made last night. Pirates infielder Rodolfo Castro. Take a listen to this. Castro slides into third. His phone comes out of his pocket. Now that's a first. <laughs> and there's Adam Hammery. Dude, your phone is down there. Hey, right there. <laughs> For the first time in history, Major League Baseball history, a player lost his phone while sliding into base and playing a Major League Baseball game. You had to, it's only a matter of time, right? Yeah, it was going to happen at some point. You do get in trouble for that, by the way, in the dugout. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Especially... <laughs> what, in- is, what is so important? What call are you waiting for coming in that you have to have your phone in your pocket while it's you're not running the, phone the bases? Call. It's the social media. It's just <laughs> somebody's trying to TikTok from the dugout. Just, yeah, put it away. Um, yeah, that'll give you run time. One more. In, in baseball practice. One Coach more. Says, hey, Homie over here, let's get a TikTok of you running some laps. Let's go, buddy. Pick it up. One more uh, baseball story uh, for you, and this had to do uh, with the uh, Little League Baseball You're World killing Series. me. Well, I guess we won't do sports then today because you're just going to do it all right now. No, I'm not okay, going to do that's all. it. You're taking all my you, content you, for sports. You can you can do your I'll con. Do, I'll try and do something else. Let me see if you, I can find you, a four, a, the 3A story. Okay, go ahead. Um, this is a cool story. Th- this is this is why you have to be romantic about baseball. And by the way, this is the World Series that a Meridian team is playing in right now. Uh, didn't happen with a Meridian team, but uh, an Oklahoma Little Leaguer got beamed in the head. And that's always dangerous. Yes. When you, when you get beamed in the head, even even if you're wearing a helmet, and it kind of caught him at the corner of the helmet. But this is this is pretty cool. Take a listen. Yeah. Wow, that is a tough kid right there. So this is really cool because as a pitcher, Bubs looks shaken up right now because of what he did. And look at Zay Jarvis. This is such great sportsmanship. He wants him to know that it's okay, that he'll be fine. Hey, Bob. Look, look at me. Look at me. You're all right. Amazing. You're all right. Look at me. Look, look. So the crazy part is the uh, pitcher. You saw the video, didn't you? Yeah, I did. The, uh, I did. I was watching. The pitcher it. was in worse shape than the batter was. Mm-hmm. The pitcher was just unconsolable on the mound, crying, and the batter well, walked, walked to first base and came over finally and uh, hugged him and told him that it was okay. He was fine. The thing is, when when you're on the mound and you you throw that inside fastball and it just it keeps climbing and goes right in. It got the kid right underneath the the earpiece, yeah. so it did hit it, his helmet it, instead of hitting him in the cheek. It hit him square though. But the kid went down holding his head, and that was scary for everyone, mm-hmm. especially the kid that's 
you know, the 11-year-old kid that's on the mound. He just hit the kid. Yeah. He's not now, trying to do it on purpose. It took obviously. a minute for that kid to get up and go over to first base and then saw, oh, the pitcher's really, yeah, he went over and consoled the kid, yeah. mean, which is just a great sportsmanship moment. But I was scared. People in the crowd were crying. Yes. Like, and it's like, I said it to my wife who was uh, on the road, and I said, how can you not be romantic about baseball? How can you not be romantic about baseball? So that's great Best uh, thing ever. sportsmanship there. KBOI News Time is 6.15. We've got a lot of other stuff to talk about this morning. We'll continue to talk about the raid by the FBI on the uh, Donald Trump home in Mar-a-Lago. Still no news uh, out, but lots of people starting to weigh in on what they think's happening. <laughs> we'll do the same coming up here for you this morning. Uh, you can continue to do the same, too. Right now, let's get a check out other, other sports going on. Uh, also, first week of NFL football. Uh, hardly wait. Seattle Seahawks. football has been on my mind a lot lately. Rick and I were just talking about that this morning. Right. This update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go for lunch every day. They're open Monday through Saturday beginning at 1030 in the morning. Big Ten is close to finalizing a new media rights deal agreement that will add CBS and NBC to the league's lineup while ending that long partnership with ESPN. Mm. This is another partnership that espn has decided they don't want to pony up all the money for like they did the last time around because that is what espn is rumored to have you remember all the big personalities that they had left fire. espn because <laughs> they, they had to get rid of so many anymore. people was because <laughs> they paid so much money uh-huh. for college football they just didn't have the you know the capital laying around to pay all those guys well fox will remain the big tens media main partner and uh, had representatives attend negotiations with other potential partners during the past few months. The Big Ten six-year media rights deal with Fox and ESPN is set to expire this next year. ESPN and the Big Ten have had partnerships for football media rights since the early 1980s. ABC, which, like ESPN, is owned by Disney, first started television with Big Ten games back in 1966. With ABC, not ESPN, of course. What is it going to cost to get that contract? Well, according to some sources, ESPN rejected the Big Ten's final offer of a seven-year, $380 million agreement. Now, that's just for the ESPN portion. Wow. $380 million agreement. So what is it going to cost? I really don't know, but, I mean, what we do know is that it's costing more and more and more for content and college football's a big one. They're going to get a lot of money for this. No matter who's on board with it, they're going to get a lot of money mm-hmm. for this. And which means every team's going to get a lot of money for That's it. That's right. But it also might open up more spots on ESPN for other conferences. Hello, Mountain West. Mm-hmm. When your contract is done. KBY News Time is 618. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Signing the CHIPS Act into law, President Biden saying it will bolster U.S. innovation. Any company that receives federal research development will have to make that technology they're inventing here in America. That means we'll invest in America and invent in America and make it in America. The law is designed to boost U.S. manufacturing over China, investing in semiconductor chip production and national science initiatives. It passed the House and Senate with bipartisan support. 
Why is that uh, big news? Because the biggest chip maker in the United States, Micron, is located right here in Boise, Idaho. They've already said uh, that they are going to be spending billions of dollars over the next few years in expanding their chip making. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Do we, we don't know if that's going to happen here. We've, they've already said that they want to do a mega fab chip making location. So does Boise fit that? My personal opinion is no. We just don't have the workers to. Um, well, there was a big decrease. I mean, the, how long ago were were those layoffs that Micron had? I mean, it, it's been a it's well, I mean, been a Micron, bit. It hasn't happened yeah, recently, Micron but there was a big one. Employ um, over eight thousand employees. They're now down around five mm-hmm. six thousand, I, I think, um, because they stopped manufacturing chips here in the Boise area. So they moved those um, chip chip making facilities. To other areas like uh, Virginia and Texas. Right, right. So um, the the problem that you have, I, I think it's twofold. Why I don't think it's going to be happening here, although I wish it would, is infrastructure. Adding you know three thousand to four thousand new jobs in a mega fab plant, and uh, also um, qualified workers, trained workers. You know the Treasury Valley trouble. just doesn't yeah. have that, so they're going to have to bring workers from other parts of the country where they can move to a bigger population base and have those workers it's good news though because if micron had decided they're going to bring more people in to the boise area to work there are suddenly going to be more houses available for them to live in because apparently the housing industry is seeing prices turn downwards and there what was it uh, bloomberg i saw an article just the other day and it, it mentioned boise by name as an area where they've got way 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 more inventory than they have buyers for right now it'll be interesting to watch and it had to slow down um i asked at some point it had to i I asked my wife about it she said july was slow but she goes it was like somebody turned a light switch on in august and goes it's busier than heck in august again so i don't know if it's because people are no longer vacationing or or what the deal is but We'll talk more about that. Our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We have Thomas Rett, concert tickets to give away today. Uh, stay tuned for details on that, plus another $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe. Stay tuned to win. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 635, Chris Walton's on vacation this week. Filling in, it is Rick Worthington. I apologize. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You want to get through. Uh, also, keep in mind, coming up here for you uh, this morning, we've got a $50 gift certificate to give away to the original Sunrise Cafe. We'll do that uh, with Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Uh, we'll actually be giving it away uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, but we'll give you the question so that you can start working on it and uh, cheating. Um <laughs> Cheating is okay in this particular instance. You can look it up on the we internet or ask a, a smarter friend than you if you would like. Uh, but we'll give that to you coming up here in about 20 minutes. Also, um, Original Sunrise Cafe and other news. The Original Sunrise Cafe is a place to kick off your weekend with Nate Shellman this Friday. It is another hometown happy hour brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. He'll be at the uh, Original Sunrise Cafe in Middleton. Now, I know a lot of you think, oh, wait, they're just breakfast, right? No, the Original Sunrise Cafe in Middleton also does lunch and dinner. And I believe Friday is prime rib. Don't hold me to that, but I believe Fridays is also prime rib night while it lasts. And they also have selection of beers, wine for you to choose from. You can get Bloody Marys, things like that. Uh, And he will also 
have uh, tickets to give away this Friday afternoon. Fitz and the Tantrums and Andy Grammer. You can win those if you join him live on location Ooh, in the Dow Futures in middle, today. Middle. And not to screw okay, up, some, the Dow something Futures just are up happened. almost 400 points. Something just happened because they were only up 70 uh, points on the Futures just a few minutes ago, and now it's jumped over 300 points. Yeah, the Dow Futures just jumped. I don't right. know what happened. We'll, we'll find out what that news was. But I like he. Every, everything went. NASDAQ's up 295 points. All right. Something happened in the last couple of minutes. We'll, uh, well try let's, and, let's have a look around. See try what and we find can out. scout out. Jeremiah Bates is uh, off today, but we'll talk to one of his uh, other colleagues. Yeah, we got um, one of the guys coming in. Here in about 40 minutes, and we'll find out what's going on. It's got, I mean, 394 points. I feel a little richer. We'll take of, it. A little bit. We don't know how it got there, but we'll take it. <laughs> we'll give you an update coming up here in about 45 minutes. From your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right. This is, this is why, uh, you know, radio is great. Because in the middle of things, when we see a stock market jump of over 400 points... We say, what In a matter Holy of seconds, some, something has to come out. Because we see this from time to time, where things will be humming along, and all you'll see a, a stock market drop of uh, two or 300 points. Or yeah. in this case, uh, better news, a uh, stock market you know, is trading at 50, 60 bucks in the green. This is the futures. It's not open as of yet, but then all of a sudden now it's trading 431 points. We just passed... 33,000 for the first time in a really long time yeah. on the Dow. Um, but we did find out. Yeah, we've got some answers. We got we, we got some good news on inflation. Inflation data was released this morning. It basically says that price increases in July slowed. So not inflation a, not a has been bunch, steady. Slow. Inflation peaked last month in June, and it had slowly been going up, or not even slowly. It had been going way up. And now it looks like those price increases have started to taper off, meaning we've seen inflation peak and that inflation is starting to drop. And that makes consumers really, really excited. Uh, the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, rose 8.5% year over year in July, a marked slowdown from the 9.1% in June. But the they better were, news here yeah. is that the easing strain on households is that inflation number, and it's starting to come down a bit. They were estimating that it would increase uh, to 8.7%, so in, instead only up 8.5%, which is still a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, Fed would like to keep that at around 2 to 3%, so it's still a lot, but better than expected. And as you said, that means that it looks like at least for one month period, which is a short window. It just means a slowdown in inflation. A slowdown in inflation, and that's why the market is so good. Yeah, and I'm guessing the stock market views that as, hey, maybe later this month, the Fed will not increase interest rates 75 basis points like Uh, they were talking about. So, um, Like I said, we'll get more uh, insight into this, and we uh, talk about your money, as I mentioned, uh, Jeremiah Bates out today. I haven't heard who's going to be in. It might be Kent Owens uh, that we'll be talking to coming up here uh, next hour. Right now, it's time for another check on what's going on in sports this morning, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise, just off Gallon Road next to Albertsons in Meridian off Wells Avenue. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Over 30 different sandwiches for you to choose from. And remember, every sandwich can be turned into a wrap, or a salad, get in for lunch today. We like sandwiches. Uh, let's see. I was talking to you earlier about the Seattle Mariners. 
The Mariners taking on the Yankees as of last night. Eliza gets ready. Here's the stretch. And now the 0-2 on the way to Turan. Swing and a line drive. Base hit right field. Suarez will score. A walk-off winner. Luis Torrens. And in the bottom of the 13th inning, the Mariners win it. One to nothing in this marathon. Oh, my goodness. It took 13 innings. It was darn near midnight before Mike Casper could go to bed last night. I didn't even stay up for the last two. You didn't innings. see it. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I just said I can't, I can't keep staying up. I'm, I don't blame you. Now, I couldn't do it either. The, the call, one, by the way, on Cairo Radio, the single scored Suarez to win it for the uh, one nothing win over the Yankees. You know what's cool is um, the crowd is playoff ba- baseball atmosphere. I mean, everybody hates the Yankees anyway, but sold out crowd, mm-hmm. and the crowd was just electric. Um, and you got to see a great pitcher's duel uh, between the aces between the two teams, Garrett Cole and, of course, that is uh, pretty cool. Seattle's that, uh, new pickup. That's and, what you like to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, even the announcers are like, wow, this is reminiscent of October baseball, the way the crowd is really into this. There was something else that happened yesterday, and it happened with the Oakland A's and the Anaheim Angels. Shohei Otani. That dude is good. And more comparisons to Babe Ruth. Another home run. Another pitching win on the same night for Shohei Otani. He joins Babe Ruth and 1918 is the only players in Major League Baseball history to have at least 10 homers and 10 wins in the same season. And look how great Anaheim's doing with that great player. In last place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Negro Leagues say they have also had Two players do it, and I think it's important to point this out. Bullet Rogan from 1922 Kansas City Monarchs, Ed Ryle of the 1927 Detroit Stars. A little tip of the cap. KBOI News Time is 647. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Federal law enforcement sources told ABC News FBI agents arrived at the former president's Palm Beach residence at 10 a.m. Monday morning and stayed through the early evening. Sources told ABC News the search related to allegations former President Trump mishandled classified material by removing documents from the White House once he left office. In January, the National Archives retrieved 15 boxes of documents with Trump's cooperation. This search was authorized by a federal judge, something that would have required agents to show a crime had probably been committed. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Still talking about this, still getting um, you responding to this. Uh, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can uh, text us, same as our main number. It's not been a good week for uh, President Trump this week. You had the raid on his home at uh, Merrill Lago. That happened on Monday Today, he is uh, due for a deposition. This is taking place in New York? Yeah. Former president uh, expected to sit for a deposition today. It's part of the New York Attorney General's civil investigation into his family's real estate business. Uh, The deposition in the New York civil case follows the escalation. I'm reading this from ABC News, by the way. It follows an escalation in the federal investigation into Trump's handling of classified materials. Uh although the two cases are not related, this is what, you know, the week has been about. 
today's expected testimony, which had been delayed from July due to the death of Trump's ex-wife, Ivana, comes after a months-long court fight in which Trump was held in contempt as he fought the Attorney General subpoena. Trump, of course, has denied any wrongdoing, called this investigation politically motivated. Why did it happen today? Well, it wasn't supposed to happen today. It was supposed to happen several weeks ago. Trump fought it, and then the death of his wife pushed it back a little bit Mm. further. So it just kind of happened that both of these things happened in Mar-a-Lago and now this today. So he he knew he was going to have to do this at some point. He just has been fighting to make it happen, and then they happened both in the same week. Pretty terrible. In addition to that, he got some more bad news yesterday from a federal appeals court. They signed off on a White House Ways and Means Committee request to obtain Trump's tax returns from the Internal Revenue Service. Yep. The 3-0 to zero ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is a blow to Trump, who has argued for years in court against releasing his tax returns to any investigators. Trial-level judge he appointed while president previously rejected his arguments in the case. The appeals court said the mandate in the case would be issued seven days after any appeal Trump makes in the circuit court. If it's resolved, Trump may also appeal the case directly to the Supreme Court. The litigation is separate also from the House Select Committee's investigation into the January 6th riot. Also has nothing to do with what happened in Mar-a-Lago on Monday. The majority opinion written by Circuit Judge David Sentinel said that the Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal's request for the records was within the scope of his committee's inquiry and that the court also rejected Trump's argument claiming that the request had a retaliatory motive making it invalid. And on top of that, even more bad news for Rudy Giuliani. Uh, He's been telling prosecutors that he can't come to Georgia to appear before a special grand jury because he's not healthy enough to fly. And so they basically said, get yourself a train ticket, go get on a bus, call yourself an Uber, but you get over here. You are going to deliver in-person testimony on August 17th, and that's how it's going to be. I can't fly. Well, there's trains, there's planes, and there's automobiles. Yeah. So Rudy Giuliani has been told by court in Georgia, you're going to be here on August 17th. He's saying he's not healthy enough to travel, and they're saying, yes, you are. Interesting editorial from the New York Post yesterday. Um, I'm going to read one of the lines here. It says, while some are furious at former President Donald Trump's stolen election claims, he's been utterly right these last six years about the witch hunt that was the Russiagate investigation. It's now plain that the Justice Department turned Clinton campaign commission disinformation into a probe that kneecapped his presidency. So Attorney General Merrick Garland has a clear duty to address the nation and explain Monday's unprecedented FBI raid on a former president's home. Hiding behind the need to avoid compromising an ongoing investigation will only fuel over-the-top speculation on all sides. Transparency can at least ground that debate in reality. Now, I'm not so sure. Andrew McCarthy lays out, let me, let me finish it because he does make some good points here. Of course. Lays out likely scenario while the warrant cited concerns that Trump still has documents that should have been Uh, remained in Washington when he left, the raid was really a hunt for anything that might incriminate him regarding January 6th. That's possible. That's possible. that is probable. Probable, maybe. 
um, multiple sources have confirmed that that's all the warrant said. Now, we've heard that, you know, to get a warrant, you have to be specific, and there are some certain specific things. So um, when it comes to a warrant. Yes, but. You I can't mean, be a fishing expedition to go searching for no, stuff that doesn't have anything to do with it, the investigation. Look, if if you've been doing things that are illegal, don't be surprised when somebody comes knocking on your door with a search warrant. Look, it. Donald Trump is not always the victim he proclaims he no, is. No, He might be in this case. I'm still on the fence about this because we don't know everything. But he's not the victim every time he says, I'm the victim here. Right. It's just not true. The editorial goes on, Republicans are entirely in the right to sound alarms about possible fresh weaponization yes, of the FBI. absolutely. After all, the agency's reputation is already in tatters because of what has happened in the past. Garland, uh, Garland needs to address that, that elephant in the room and explain what he's doing. What were they hoping to find as they rifled through his private residence for more than nine hours? Now, he goes on to say, uh, and this is an interesting thought, unless and until Garland goes for full transparency telling us exactly what he's investigating... Unless he finds a Trump-slaying motherload of evidence, he turns a great risk of turning the ex-president into a martyr and into the next president of the United States. Yeah, that could happen as well. Uh, This all could be the best friend Republicans have had in in trying to get Donald Trump reelected. If all this turns out to be a nothing burger, yeah, yeah. If that, I'm I'm sure you understand that as well as I do that that could be the case here. Here's the other thing. in case this is not all necessarily bad for Trump, um, he he raised hundreds of thousands of dollars Tuesday alone. Oh sure, because of of this. Yeah. So fundraising is going through it's the roof. Help, because yeah, yeah. I, I I mean even myself, I, I think we underestimate how much support some people, rabid support some people have for President President you know, Trump. I, I've been wrapping my head around this all day yesterday trying to come up with an idea as to what the justice department is doing and i have a i have a very weak theory i'm willing to share maybe we don't have time right now but i'll i'll share it with you if you like it's we, weak yeah go, i go admit ahead. it's we've weak got, it's just a thought we've got more so uh save on that um we've also got uh more on uh, this developing story we still don't know exactly what they're looking for but i agree merrick garland has to be transparent in this and say exactly what they were looking for if they found anything um apparently it's been confirmed that 10 boxes were taken from the home of president trump during the nine-hour search your thoughts if you want to weigh in 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless get it on the check on what's going on with sports once again this morning it is 715 rick worthington here uh, again today with sports as usual, but he's also filling in for Chris Walton, who is on vacation this week, taking well, so much Worthington. time off. Doing double duty. Yeah, this update, bit. by the way, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in today for lunch, and if you've never been in, uh, I don't know what you're waiting for, because they are the number one rated deli in the entire state of Idaho. You don't have to go very far. Pretty good. Two locations, East Boise and in Meridian. All right. It was really a heartwarming moment if you were watching the Little League uh, it, it was the Southwest Regional Playoff in Waco, Texas, where this happened yesterday. And I want you to hear what happened. A report from ABC's Todd Ant. Pitcher Caden Shelton of Pearland, Texas, lost control of a pitch that hit Isaiah Jarvis of Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the helmet. Oh, look out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 
Jarvis was okay and went to first base, but Shelton was clearly shaken up and in tears. But in a moment that transcended sports, Jarvis walked to the mound. So I went up there, I gave him a hug, you know. I just wanted to make sure he was okay. I mean, because we're all brothers, like, baseball is just, it's just, it's just a game. Shelton wasn't sure what would happen next. I thought he was going to throw a punch or something like that. But, yeah, he hugged me, and it made me feel a lot better. He's an amazing person. The crowd gave the boys a standing ovation. Todd Ant, ABC Sports. If they were older, maybe there would have been some harsh feelings. But at 11, 12 years old, those kids, they just are happy to be playing baseball. Yeah. Well, and you've even seen it in major leagues where somebody, not on purpose, hit somebody and hurts them yeah and the pitchers come yeah, I mean, because pitchers them. pitchers don't them. yeah pitchers don't want to you know permanently hurt somebody even in the major league so when they do that now granted there are times when they're throwing at them on purpose but yeah. they usually don't try to throw at their heads you know, everybody is competitive and more than that you've got to be a special kind of competitive to get to that area of the major leagues where you can even stand on the mound if or life, stand at the plate. If life has you down today, do yourself a favor and do a search for that video um, because it'll make you feel better. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really will. It, it's I'm, I'm it's right a there. heartwarming video. It's so cool. We will talk about college football coming up as Boise State continues their practice this week. KBOI News Time is 717. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates uh, taking a few days off. Uh, Nick Daniels filling in this morning. And uh, Nick, uh, we uh, watched here about an hour ago, and uh, futures stock market jumped up about 400 points in a matter of uh, seconds, has something to do with the consumer price index? Maybe just a little bit, fellas, yeah. Um, so obviously we saw that uh, the consumer price index came in. They, the reports came out for the month of July. Uh, it came in at 8.5%, 8, which is good. I mean, the most people were thinking it was going to be closer to like 87 So that's a little bit of good news. When you strip out food and energy, which I still don't understand why they always do this, because we all have to buy food. And we I know, all that's the stuff energy. we have to buy. I know. I, I don't understand that one. But um, that were that were, remained stagnant. It was 5.9% for the month of July, and in June it was also 5.9%. So when you look at those numbers, it says, hey, all right, this is, this is good. It appears, and I'm using air quotes here, it appears that maybe we're starting to see the peak of inflation be behind us. And so the markets are responding accordingly. Um, areas, though, where, where costs are still rising, though, food is still rising. Electricity costs are still rising. Costs for shelter are still rising. So it's not, I mean, it's not all roses. It's not all good news all right. yet. Why did the stock market like this? Um, so much because I mean, two tenths of a point is, is not a lot, but yet you know we saw almost a four hundred point jump. Does this have something to do with they think the uh, with the Fed raising rates again later this month? Do they think it's not going to be as much as they uh, were predicting? It, it does. It does. The markets are saying, okay, well, if it looks like what the Fed is doing is starting to work, then maybe we won't see like a seventy-five basis point hike when they when they meet again. I believe in September. Maybe they're going to only raise it fifty basis points. And so, obviously, as if interest rates continue to go up higher, it makes the cost of financing companies' debt more expensive. So when the market sees that inflation might be again might be 
getting under control and the feds might not raise rates so high it means that we'll have still have more access to capital instead of like spending a lot of money financing our debt and so the markets are saying hey this could be good news let's go ahead and kind of rally i don't think we're out of the woods yet though by any means overall <laughs> uh, there's a lot of mights and could be's in, in that so sure is <laughs> <laughs> which i i guess it's you know that's that's why people like you have their job because you're just interpreting it and uh you know it's your job to do that, so uh, we appreciate it. Looking like uh, we're about four minutes ahead of the opening. Um, we're going to be about 400 points up, almost 300 points up on the NASDAQ, 400 points up on the Dow, all three of the indexes up. We'll get another update from you here in about an hour after the market uh, opens, and uh, I believe, are we talking to you again tomorrow morning? Yes, you are. All right. Thank you, Nick. All right. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, um, please feel free. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com. John in Boise uh, writes in, people need to understand the process and reasons a search warrant is issued. Classified documents may have national security implications. Trump spent hours talking to Putin without a U.S. translator or observer. He showed classified documents to uh, Sergei Lavrov in the Oval Office. His track record for playing fast and loose with classified information does not inspire confidence, in my opinion. The fact that these people follow him blindly is sad and scary. That's John in Boise. Um, Sheila writes in, as much as I would like to Trump to run again, the drama surrounding him is just exhausting, and I don't think I want to go through it for another six years. And isn't that true, though? We know that if they can't get him on this issue, they will keep trying to find something else. Or not. Or, or will they? I bring that up. I have audio here from a former New York Police Department police chief. All right? Now, normally you would just say, well, this is just kooky, except this is a former police chief in New York City. Take a listen. Back in 2016, when I, when, right before he got elected, I was in Washington, D.C. I was at a couple different social events, and I heard people talking. They said the Democrats want this guy so bad that they wouldn't put assassination behind it. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Mm. They've tried impeachment. They've tried another impeachment. They've tried one investigation after another. This is about one thing. This is about stopping him from running in 2024. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not into conspiracies. I'm not into anti-government rhetoric. This is the first time in my lifetime that I would say I am deathly afraid for Donald Trump. I would not put assassination behind these people that is former new york city police department police chief bernie carrick you have uh you said it's a it's a weak hypothesis yeah i have a nonetheless i hypothesis i'm just trying to get my head around why the justice department would go out on their own and raid trump's house you ever play I know you played basketball. I played basketball as well. I had a really, really big kid that we played ball with. And he was just a gentle person, you know? Mm-hmm. But he was 
so strong, but he got picked on a lot because he was just a gentle person. And he was upset one day and he was on the bench. And I'm going to get to my point here. He said, why, why don't people pick on you, Rick, when I'm twice your size? Why are people give me a bad time? And I said, because you let them. What do you mean? I said, I'll tell you what. I'll bet you 10 bucks. Next time you step on the court, first guy that comes up to you, hit him with an elbow right in the middle of the <laughs> chest. Nobody will touch you. Nobody will give you a bad time the rest of the game. He's like, what? I'll give you 10 bucks if anybody gives you a bad time the rest of the game. Sometimes it's like that on the basketball court, but it's like that in life as well. And my weak theory is that maybe this is the Justice Department sending a message to the Trump administration or a possible 2024 Trump run. Don't mess with us. We're the big kid on the court, and we will mess you up if you come after us anymore. It's weak. It's a weak idea. I'm just no, throwing but, it out there. Hey, it, it, I mean, if that doesn't indeed prove to be the case, because like like we said, the New York uh, Post editorial saying Merrick Garland owes the United States an explanation sooner rather than later because you know the the FBI doesn't yeah. have the best of credibility right now. So if you were looking for something and you found something, tell us. Tell us what you were looking for. Um, if you didn't find something, you better tell us that too because you run the risk of uh, you know furthering the black eye for the FBI. Sure. KBOI News Time seven forty five. We'll uh, continue to take your phone calls. Uh, let's get a quick check of what's going on with sports. One final time this morning. Brought to you by. Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise. Get in for a fat sandwich today. Never trust a skinny sandwich, and you're just going to get fat, delicious sandwiches at Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Uh, The coaches poll came out for college football the other day, and there's a little frustration because it's very predictable for teams that are at the very top with Notre Dame and number five. (laughs) So uh, senior writer for The Athletic, Andy Staples, talked a little bit about it on ESPN Radio. You ready for that? It felt like they were very much, you know, whatever sports information directors and ops guys and whoever was actually filling out these polls were very much sticking with what happened last year. Sticking with last year's rankings, with the exception of just assuming Clemson will will be back, which I actually think is a fairly safe assumption. But for the most part, they looked at what happened. They're like, okay, Michigan won the Big Ten. They were good. We can't drop them too far. Utah won the Pac-12. They were good. We can't drop them too far. And that's kind of where everybody starts almost exactly where they finished, it feels like. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. By the way, again, Boise State not in the top 25, but not far out of the top 25. We'll hope that after a couple of games with some of these like opponents that are all huddled right near the very end of that poll, that maybe they'll get some of those those votes. Can I go out on a limb? I haven't seen the rankings. Uh, This is... This is way out there. Yeah, I'm um, I'm gonna say Alabama number one was chosen number one. Number that's one. I know that's way out yeah. there, but yeah. okay. Who's number two? Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio. Yeah, the the Ohio State. Correct. You got number one and two. Who's number three? Oh, the Clemson. Who would number three be? Georgia or Clemson? Georgia, Georgia. It's one or the other. I'll say Georgia. Never mind. KBOI News Time is seven forty eight. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
Federal law enforcement sources told ABC News FBI agents arrived at the former president's Palm Beach residence at 10 a.m. Monday morning and stayed through the early evening. Sources told ABC News the search related to allegations former President Trump mishandled classified material by removing documents from the White House once he left office. In January, the National Archives retrieved 15 boxes of documents with Trump's cooperation. This search was authorized by a federal judge, something that would have required agents to show a crime had probably been committed. You know, just like they did for the FISA warrants. That's the problem here. If if the FBI wouldn't have such a black eye right now, you might not have as many people questioning this. Let me add to this. Um, I'm not know. sure it would matter. I, I, honestly, I, I hear what you're saying, and that what you said is true. But at least then you With could the say, FBI well, the investigating FBI the president in any some... way, shape, or form, it, it's not going to look good. Right. But, I mean, you could still say if that wouldn't have happened to Trump already with the FBI being used illegally to investigate Trump, you could you could at least say, well, wait, the FBI doesn't do this, except you can't say that now because okay. of what happens I, I, to Trump in the past with I, the FBI. I, I agree with you. I also just want to remind you, there were like, I saw this the other day and I saw them listed. It was between 15 and 20 different times where President Trump had tried to use the Department of Justice to go after some type of political rival. It was not the president. (laughs) It was not a former president either. But it's not like this is the first time we've heard about somebody trying to do this. And that's what what I mean. Yeah. It's like like they're, they're not above questioning. Now, let me add to this, you know, because there are people that think that this is being done for political purposes. Maybe. To get Trump to not either run or to be impossible to be elected in 2024 if he does decide to run. But by the way, he has not announced that he is running. Um, the FBI search raises legal question about Trump's future. A section of federal code says that anyone determined to have improperly removed government documents would be disqualified from holding federal office. So if this does indeed turn out to be Documents that were removed from the White House that he took to his home in Mar-a-Lago, and he is found guilty of doing that. According to code, that could stop him alone from running for president in 2024. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's okay, you know, if, if he did it. Republicans tried to uh, say the same thing back in 2015 with Hillary Clinton and her private email server using it for official government services. They said... Same code, you know, this could disqualify her for running for president. I, I wouldn't have had any problem with that. If Hillary couldn't have run. I wouldn't know. Nobody would have a problem no. with that. We're all good with that. That's fine. Your thoughts? Don't we'll let continue her run. to take your thoughts. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. At this point, President Trump and his attorneys have a copy of that cover page of the warrant. It'll list what they were searching for and what statutes they believe were violated. They could release that at any time. They're not. Uh, But until we see what that search warrant was for, saying that we presume good faith on federal law enforcement or bad faith on federal law enforcement, both of those are a rush to judgment at this point. It is interesting. You know, they have a copy of the warrant. You're you're required to give to the person that you're, you're searching. Right. It is interesting that they haven't released 
either side hasn't released what was being searched for. Well, I think for privacy concerns, I would not release it. I would leave it up to uh, whoever it was I was giving the the warrant to to release it. That clearly hasn't happened, but um, I I think I'm I'm right there. If uh, if the Trump camp is you know if they're going to scream their their lungs out that this is uh, this is a political hit job, well let's see what the warrant says. What were they after? Yeah. Robin writes in, uh, hi, Mike. As you say, there are so many who do not trust the FBI from back to Obama's administration. They've become so political. Comey comes to mind, Eric Holder, Obama's right-hand man. It's so hard to look at this objectively because of prior behaviors by both the FBI and the DOJ. Again, show us what warranted such an action. Until then, so many of us will see this purely political in uh, nature. Yeah. Lee and Eagle says, I voted for Trump, and he, if he runs, I'll vote for him again. I'm hoping DeSantis runs, but if he does, he'll get the same treatment. I don't understand what happened to the press. They're so biased. If Trump is guilty of something, he should be arrested and dealt with. I don't have a problem with that. Text message, no name on this one. After all the crap that's been thrown at Trump and none of it is stuck, one would think that, hey, maybe this Trump hating stuff really is just a witch hunt. Maybe he is an okay guy and that he really did do all the stuff in office and all those policies for us, the little people. John writes in, uh, email mike at kboi.com. This all has to do with smoke and mirrors and distraction from Biden's failures. Economy, fail. Afghanistan, fail. Inflation, crime, immigration, fuel prices, fail. They have to get focused back on something else besides Biden. The problem is the vast majority can see what's going on. I predict Trump comes clean. Nothing substantial here. Why aren't they raiding Hunter Biden's home? Maybe they will. Who knows? I, they haven't done yeah. that yet. Tom writes in, Mike, at KBOI.com. Donald Trump's uh, really bad week, as you said. Trump shattered all fundraising records after Joe Biden's thugs raided Mar-a-Lago on Monday. Breaking DonaldTrump.com is shattering all fundraising records. He's raised more money in the last 24 hours than ever before in recent history. American people are pissed. It doesn't matter how much money he raises if he can't run. It's a very good point. Like we said, there's there's code that, you know, if he's he's found guilty that he did take documents from the White House that he wasn't supposed to take and he's found guilty. There's code that says he can never run for fe- any federal office, not not just president, any federal office. Right, right. What happens? What happens here if this turns out to be nothing? There are going to be some very upset people. People will lose their jobs, and it probably propels Republicans to a bunch of wins in midterms. I don't know what it does for 2024, but it certainly helps midterm elections. <laughs> If certainly they, does. A lot they, of swing votes. I know. There. If they come up with nothing, do they even release that information before November? Because you're I right. I, I mean, don't know. if they come out with nothing and say, "All right, we did a search. Um, we didn't. We we found this and this, but it's not illegal, so he's not going to be charged." I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'm just asking the question because there is a possibility. All this is is allegations so far. They did the search. Mm-hmm. Ten ten boxes apparently taken from Mar-a-Lago. We don't know what's in those boxes. We still don't know what was being searched for. And thus, here's here's the thing. You've got a vacuum. That vacuum has to be filled. So, so many people are still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Republicans, Democrats, 
everybody is still talking about it and will continue to talk about it. Andrew Cuomo, former New York governor and a Democrat, urged the Justice Department to explain the search so it would not become political fodder for Republicans. Andrew Cuomo, I think that's too late. As we told you, record set, record setting fundraising happening over the past 24 hours for President Trump. Yep. And we don't even know if he's running for president. A lot of details need to be answered. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. Is there nothing has really changed in the last 24 hours since we started talking about this. We're still talking about it because it's a huge story. I think the only thing that I've seen over the last 24 hours that makes me just shake my head and go, oh, come on, is some of the uh, angry people on Twitter and um, other web pages that are calling for war. Yeah. You know, this, that, now th- it's time for war. Now go get your s- rifles and be- load up. Before you even said that, I was the lock say and the load that yeah. I've seen on Twitter is just shut up already. This is a reason for civil war. No, this is no, not a reason for civil war. First of all, nothing has happened yet. Just allegations. No, it's just it, not even that. I mean, it's just it's just a search. Now, currently, uh, it's two hours ahead in New York. The president is currently uh, in a deposition this morning. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. Yep. yep. Talked about it in the news. And this has to do not with January 6th or anything like that. We continue to uh, tell you a little bit earlier this morning that a federal court has now said that he has to turn over um irs returns to congress he's been fighting that for years oh yeah and federal court has said no you don't have any protection here you have to turn over your federal tax returns so congress will get a look at his federal track they've been trying to do that for years yeah now this is quite isn't the end of it as of yet um because he can still appeal this it could go all the way to the supreme court Fed up writes in, uh, Mike, at KBY.com. Are the Republicans organizing the same thing for Biden, Obama, Hillary Clinton, just to name a few? If not, why the hell not? Why not make a mockery of our government? Well, I don't want a mockery made of our government. That's not a good thing. I'd like to see it stop. But, I mean, that's that, a legitimate fear, I guess. Right? Is it this, this continues? Well, I, for one, hope very much that this investigation has some teeth, not because I desperately want to see Donald Trump prosecuted for anything. I just don't want to see the fallout if there's not anything to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't, I don't have any, any personal or political beef with Donald Trump. He wasn't my favorite president, but that's okay. That's not what this is about. It's not about me. I just don't want to see the fallout if it's proven that the Justice Department was just a pawn for politics. I don't want to see the fallout from that. I don't want that to be the case. That's all I'm hoping for in this. 
Over, that would be bad for Donald Trump, clearly. But do you that's think not we're going to hear? Might, do you think we're going to hear anything from the FBI this week? When I say hear anything from the FBI, talking about what they found, what they were looking for, will they make an announcement this week? I just don't know. The pressure's got to be just absolutely amazing from everybody around the FBI saying, "Oh, I'm you sure have, there have been." You have got to say something. You can't just stay silent and not say something about what you were looking for. If you found something, you've got to say something because... Well, there are a couple of things that have to happen before you do that. I mean, number one, you had to go get it. That takes a full day. The next day, you have to look at it all and make sure you have what you think you do. Number three, you have to present it to some folks and say, okay, we've got this. What do we want to do with it? And that takes a day or two or three. (laughs) You know, there are steps that need to be taken here, and the Justice Department isn't going to tip their hand on anything. But in the worst-case scenario, let's just put the Justice Department in that position for a moment. Worst-case scenario. The Justice Department, on their own, without the president or the attorney general knowing, have gone in to Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. They've raided it. They broke into a safe. They grabbed all kinds of documents, and they've got a big nothing burger. They have to come out and say so immediately, as quickly as possible, and not cover it up. Because covering it up says a lot more things that are not good for the Justice Department. And, I mean, it's, it's like that lie that continues to build and build and build until finally it just blows up. You know, it's like that balloon that at some point has to pop. That's what's going to happen the more air you put in it, the bigger the explosion. Do you think, um, and, and I don't have really an opinion one way or the other, other on this, but do you think both President Biden yesterday and Nancy Pelosi both said they had no idea that this was going on until they saw it in the news? I think that's true. You think that's true? I do. I think that's true. I think it's absolutely true. Nobody gave true a heads up to the president. Because you didn't want to involve the White House in that. If the Justice Department screws up, it's just on the Justice Department. And this is one of the things that the Trump administration had such a hard time with, and I think the president himself, which is why he was always calling James Comey or Andrew McCabe personally. I want to know what's going on there. It's like, no, 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 we don't want there to be any conversations between the White House and the Justice Department. It'd just be on us if something's wrong. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll talk more about this. Plus, we've got other things to talk about this morning. Um, Buses. Dropping off immigrants, illegals in New York, and the mayor is not happy about it. What? Even though he's a sanctuary city. Didn't like that? Doesn't like that. What? We'll talk a little bit about that coming up on the way next. $50 gift certificate to give away for our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. The gift certificate is for the original Sunrise Cafe. It's coming up here next. Don't go away. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, down to your impossible question. $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe up for grabs this morning. Dave is going to get first crack at it. Dave, what was the very first thing that anyone ever purchased online? It was pot. It was marijuana. Yeah, the weed, or as Rick likes to call it, the hippie lettuce. Old Sparky. 1972, a bag of weed was sold on the Internet. Students from Stanford University sold a tiny amount of marijuana to uh, some guys at MIT. 
using an early version of the internet that was called the ARPANET back in 1972. Was that the Ganjanet they were using? That was the Ganjanet. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was the original Ganjanet. Congratulations. That's very good, Dave. Get your zigzags um, you got out, yourself Dave. $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe for knowing that. Hold on the line. Two more days, you can get that $50 gift certificate. Uh, still on the way this morning. We're not done with giveaways. We're not, Sparky? No, we are not. Thomas Retz is going to be here live in concert, Ford Idaho Center, October 6th. We have your tickets sometime before 10. You're going to win them. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. That's a smoking deal. Once again, are you done? That's, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> Just getting started, really. Go to your room and spank yourself. Oh. Um, Thomas Rett. Once again, those uh, concert tickets coming up for grabs sometime in the next uh, hour and a half or so. You can win. Uh, we'll take your phone calls and emails. Get back to those. News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Stick around, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to email us, you can do that. Mike at KBY.com. Also need to mention a change for the Hometown Happy Hour this week. Ten Barrel Brewing. Uh, Bannock and 9th Street in downtown Boise. That's the new location, all right? We've been telling you it's going to be original Sunrise in uh, Middleton, but that has changed to new updated location. Please make a note of it. Ten Barrel Brewing, Bannock and 9th Street. Nate Shellman will still be there. Nate Shellman will still have Fitz and the Tantrums concert tickets. There will still be drink specials. There will still be food. If you've never been to Ten Barrel, Ten Barrel, by the way, fantastic food. Um, and you've got all I sorts of... I could just of, inhale all of that. All sorts of uh, great... Uh, beers, craft beers on tap. Once again, hometown happy hour. Friday afternoon gets underway at three o'clock. Three o'clock. It's brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper here for my good friend Chef Wally. Just cater it by Chef Wally. Uh, I have a phone number I want you to write down and uh, a website to write down so that you can remember this. If you have any sort of function coming up between now and the end of the year, uh, you need to have this phone number ready to go because you're going to want to book Wally for catering services. 208-353-2747. That's 208-353-2747. He's got a website called Just JustCaterIt.com. You can check out everything he offers. You know Chef Wally. He's uh, formerly of that guy's Fresh Deli. He's been cooking his brand of deliciousness recently, most recently at Pork Belly and Cuna, helping get them go. Now he is ready for his newest challenge, Just Cater It, by Chef Wally. It's a mobile food truck. Nicer kitchen than you have in your home, and he can bring it to your house and cook up anything. You're only limited by your budget and your imagination. Now, my family has hired him. We have a uh, my son's wedding coming up. He is going to be cooking fantastic uh, taco and uh, Mexican foods for the wedding. And he's also going to be doing our rehearsal dinner, and he's going to be doing... Um, Fantasy football draft night. Bis- biscuit. At, he's going to be doing... Uh, uh, oh, I just forgot. Uh, he did mine as well. Did your what? Uh, my my yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had in July. He is... Uh, he can do anything. If you want salmon, if you want lobster, so good. clams, he can do anything. Barbecue. Um, but he has limited availability. So if you, it doesn't matter if it's a small or a big get-together. He can do it. Call today, 208-353-2747. Or check out the uh, online website, justcaterer.com. Do me a favor when you call him up. Tell him you heard it from me. 
Mike Casper on News Talk KBOI. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. One of the issues here is that while prices are not going up as quickly, most Americans still aren't feeling lower inflation because their paychecks aren't keeping up with prices up eight and a half percent over the last 12 months wages are up 5.2 percent so there's a disconnect there and the federal reserve is aware of this they are looking at future rate hikes to try to stabilize prices the uh, dow uh, officially now up as you uh, heard almost 500 points this morning nasdaq uh, up 290 points up over two percent the uh, Dow now officially up over 33,000 for the first time in a really, really long time. However, it, it, the inflation is better than expected. Still not good. I mean, we're 8.5% year over year. Yeah. The stock market was expecting 8.7%. So two-tenths of a percent better than what they uh, expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why stock, the stock market is so happy this morning. We talked with Nick a little bit uh, earlier, and this also bodes well for those who are, you know, grimacing and holding out hope that they wouldn't raise the Fed rates later this month by 75 basis points again. Um, and the stock market thinks that there's a possibility now that that could be instead of 75 basis points, 50 basis points. Mm-hmm. Still going to go up. Still going to go up because inflation. As at eight point five percent, right? Uh, the Fed likes to keep that at around two point three, two to three percent. I I don't know about anybody else, but everything I am paying for is more expensive right now. You go to the store, everything. Yeah, I bought I bought milk yesterday, and granted, I got it at a convenience store instead of going to the grocery store. But I don't ever remember paying f- over five dollars a gallon for milk. And it cost me over $5 a gallon yesterday. Wow. Gasoline, however, has dropped again for the first time um, in months yesterday. Yeah. I, I paid below four eighty a gallon. I paid yeah, three, that's, I three think seventy-nine a gallon. This morning it was about four seventy-three across the street from my place. Was it? Yeah. Now, a lot, that's 65 cents cheaper than what I was paying just a couple months ago, but it's still a dollar 50 higher than I was paying a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you could, I mean, you can look at it and go, oh, it's much cheaper. It's like, except for a year ago, I was only, you know, I was paying a dollar 50 less than a gallon. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the other thing the rest of the United States, we're, we're sitting here ecstatic at, you know, gas prices here in the Treasure Valley have dropped to 479. The rest of the United States is getting close to under $3. There are places in the United States where it's under $3, close to the average price in the United States being $4 a gallon. So we're still about 80 cents, 70 to 80 cents a gallon cheaper than the average prices for the rest of the United States here in the Treasure Valley. Right. Well, and you know, I, I don't know, you were gone last week on vacation. You saw August 1st, the uh, your gas rates went up 24%. My gas what? Your gas rates, natural gas. Oh, so natural I'm gas. I'm guessing you use natural gas to heat your home and possibly cook with, right? Yes, I do. I do too. The uh, natural gas rates increased 24% for residential uh, Idahoans using it for their homes. Corporate, 27%. 
Just another place where prices are rising. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. John in Baker City has been waiting patiently this morning through the news. Appreciate it, John. Um, you're on News Talk KBI. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, the reason I called was, well, twofold. I was going to talk about the uh, 15 boxes they found at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Apparently it was 10. Or 10. But uh, I kind of wanted to, there was a thing I heard yesterday on the program, and you guys a lot of keep blaming Nancy Pelosi, saying, saying that she could have done something about those protesters. Well, the way I understand it is that Nancy Pelosi, being Speaker of the House, she was in charge of everything prior to the uh, 6th of January. In other words, she was in charge of setting up everything, and she didn't want those fences there because, like they say in the press, it didn't look good. However, once January 6th arrived and the protesters were storming the Capitol, the only person who could have done anything about it was President Trump. And that was brought to light in the um, hearings where they had the, the apparently there's a guy at the White House who is in charge of all the uh, gathering of information. And if Trump wanted to have that happen, all he'd have to do is tell that person. And the person testified that during the three hours, Trump never talked to him. Trump never did one single thing about that. He sat there in their office watching TV for three hours. So to me, that's a crime. Question for you. Well, I mean, to you, it's a crime. It's actually not a crime. Um, but question for you. Yes, it is. It's, it it might is, be, Mike. You know, that's that's the point. It might be a crime. If it if it, it, it is, is deemed to be dereliction of duty, then that's bad. That's a crime. Um, I get it. How how do you prove dereliction of duty sitting there watching it on television? I think you watch what happened. Mm-hmm. I think you look at the actions that were taken. Mm-hmm. I think you look at everybody around the president that mm-hmm. said, can you please do something about this? And failure to do so is dereliction of duty. In your opinion. There's nothing in the in the codes of law saying that the president has to get out and stop a riot. Well, it may look bad. It's not a crime. It's not. It just absolutely is not. I disagree. And that, and it's that, not up to yeah, me to decide, and, that, and it's and not up to you, but yeah, I disagree. No, I think I, it is a crime. And, and if it was a crime, he'd already been charged. Well, what else do you want to say? If, if there were people storming into it with rifles, does mm-hmm. that make it a crime? For the people who were storming rifles? Hell yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about for the president to no. not do anything about it. No. It's still okay? No. If somebody had and taken... Would, by the way, all right, I would let say me up the same it. thing... Let me up it for you if, a little bit, Mike. If, if Biden Let's, did it, I would be saying the same exact if thing. If somebody in that riot would have shot and killed someone and the president still didn't do anything. Does that make it a crime for the president? No. I disagree. You can. You that's your that's your right. You can have that opinion. There are consequences for it. There and the consequences might be that you don't get elected again, but it's not you're not going to jail over it because you can't control it as a president. You can't run out there and stop a person from shooting somebody. If you could, then the presidents in for the last 240 years would be able to do it. Yeah, I, we're not going to agree on this. No, we're not. But, I mean, as a matter of law, it's not against the law. I mean, that's, opinion-wise can vary, but as a matter of law, it's not against the law. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. 
If you want to weigh in, you can do that. We've got a lot of emails to get to. Phone lines are open. Don't forget, we have Thomas Rhett tickets that we're giving away sometime before 10 o'clock. Then I'm going to uh, go ahead and spank uh, Rich some more here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I would, except I'm afraid he's going to hit back. No, Um, no, no. (laughs) We'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails uh, coming up. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chris Walton out on vacation this week. Rick Worthington is filling in. Phone lines, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. John in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. Yeah, I just stepped in for a second and heard the nitwit from Oregon, I think it was, said that, Trump didn't do anything. He actually did. He offered to use the uh, military to secure the uh, D.C. area and uh, because that was his last, what's it called, authority that he had left was to help with that. And he offered it to Nancy Pelosi, and she turned it down. More of the uh, stand-down attitude because she wanted a disaster to happen. She wanted all this to be wrapped up and tied around President Trump's neck and, and hang him with it. But it's not going. It's not going to work. I mean, I think people are starting to see through that. But he actually did offer uh, security for the for the White House, and it was turned down. And she had the power to accept it. That has been re- restated several times, most notably by Cash Patel, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, he's not a slouch, and I'm curious as to why. Democrats accept testimony from, uh, like Liz Cheney is accepting uh, rhino testimony, but excludes others. In fact, I think Cash Patel was excluded from testifying to what happened in the moments after uh, January 6th. Okay, the record's now straight. (laughs) You guys have a good day. (laughs) Thank you, John. I dispute your idea of calling those people that would testify against the president rhinos simply because they'll testify against the president. Those were... You know, yeah, I don't like the term rhino any, anymore. It I don't like how you, you want to qualify them because they don't anymore. because they decided to testify against Donald Trump doesn't make them a rhino. It makes them courageous in some ways, it makes them truth tellers in some ways, unless they're not telling the truth. I mean, Terry has a question for you. Um, did uh, is Biden guilty of dereliction of duty by ignoring uh, border illegal aliens and not closing the border? You could make an argument for it. You could make an argument for it, sure. I'm not happy about it, if that's what you're asking. I don't think that was the question, but yeah, I'm not happy yeah. about that. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, John writes in, so the government rating political opponents to keep them in court and off the ballot, I thought that only happened in communist countries. Perhaps the rumors of Democrats, Clinton, Obama, and Biden, all be comp- being compromised uh, and beholden to China and Russia. Um, if, it, if this if this proves to be nothing, you know, maybe you can say that. Like I said, that that's why that's why everybody, even Democrats, are saying that Merrick Garland has to say something here. He can't stand mute and say, "Well, we can't say anything because in an ongoing investigation, yada yada yada." Even Democrats are saying Merrick Garland has to come out and say what they are searching yeah, for. Everybody, I, I haven't heard anybody say, "No, no, no, we're good. <laughs> Just let it ride." Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, we got news coming up here at the top of the hour. Don't forget, Thomas Rhett concert tickets in the final hour of the show. You want to win? Stick around. We'll give you a chance to win. 208 336 If you have a Verizon wireless phone, you'll just be able to hit pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Keep in mind, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com. We'll take more of your phone calls and emails coming up. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon uh, wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com. Chris uh, on vacation this week. Rick is filling in. Ron writes in, Mike, you sound like a four-year-old. No, you can't prove it. Did you see me do it? By your, if you cannot absolutely prove my intentions, it's not a crime logic, no one would ever get convicted. Lori Vallow can say she was taken over by the Holy Spirit, and how would anyone really know? Nowhere does it specifically say it's a crime to be taken over uh, by God and commit murder, so she's really not guilty. Well, that's not true, Ron. Uh, murder is against the law. It's a statute. It's listed. doesn't matter what your reasons. If you were taken over by God, the devil, or anything you know, like that. I get you. Many people have said, said that they were taken over by the devil. I, I'm, and I'm definitely not going to try and argue my point here. But answer this. Mm-hmm. Is dereliction of duty a crime or not? No. It's not a crime. Not for a civilian. And and I and thank you to Philip. Is Ru- it a crime for the president? Because that's not a civilian. Yeah, the president is a civilian. Here, here and I I say the this president is a civilian? Yes. The president is a civilian. Um this is uh Philip sent this in. Tim Bacon is a professor of law at US uh military academy at West Point, also a former um New York prosecutor. And he talked about this. It says that given that most people believe dereliction of duty is a failure to take action that is legally required, the phrase can be used in the context to summarize a broader behavior and offer a way to cast blame. As a former prosecutor in New York City and professor of law at West Point, most people find solace in casting the most disparaging label possible upon an adversary. You know what? You're right. The president of the United States is considered a civilian right. and therefore governed by civilian law. Right. But you're right. Um, dereliction of duty is a crime in the military. There are a couple of states, um, I think three states, Ohio, Texas, and Virginia have a crime titled dereliction or neglect of duty. But it's otherwise used in the military for dereliction of duty, not following orders, not being doing what you're told to do, even though the president is... The leader of the military, he is still considered a civilian. As a result, he is not subject to military law. Federal criminal law does not contain a dereliction of duty statute. Yeah. I'm not saying that there will be charges against Donald Trump, even if there is sufficient evidence to prove dereliction of duty. I'm saying I don't think charges will ever come but it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And I, and, and I want to be clear, too. And, and that's I, all we're doing, because we're not yeah. screaming at each other. We're just having a conversation. I think Trump definitely could have done a better job. I think he could have got on Twitter. I think he was still allowed. No, he was off Twitter. He was not allowed to be on Twitter then either. So he couldn't even have got on Twitter and told people to go home. He was on Twitter that day. Was he? Yeah. Was it, they hadn't kicked him off Twitter January 6th no, 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 yet? No, no, Okay. He was still on Twitter. Um, so Because there were lots of things that he tweeted that is being used against him in this case about, you know, what led up to 
January 6th. And then during January 6th, when he tweeted about how upset he was with the vice president, which led to, you know, all the talk about trying to kill the vice president during the riot. That that was all going on. So my point is, yes, he was still on Twitter. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have got on Twitter earlier. I don't. I don't know if it would have made a difference. Going on television wouldn't have made a difference because these people weren't watching television. No, they were time. watching Twitter. But <laughs> yeah. that was probably also could have tweeted got on out. Twitter. Yeah, probably every could time have got he was on, on television, it got on Twitter. Um, the other the other thing you got to look at is by the own admission of the Department of Justice, they knew the intelligence community knew two weeks in advance that there was a possibility of violent rioting that is going to that was going to happen way before. Every, I mean, people were already talking about coming and, you know, violently riot, rioting way before January 6th. So there's there's a lot of blame that can go around here. A lot of blame. Laying it all just on the president. I mean, the, the, even the January 6th so far, the committee has said, you know, that they're not going to make a decision, you know, to turn this over. It's the Department of Justice's right to decide whether or not that they will make charges or not. The hearing says that they're not they're not going to as of yet. Although Liz Cheney says, well wait a minute, I haven't made that decision yet. But <laughs> uh, she may not be able to make that decision coming up here after November. She's behind in her race in uh, Arizona by yeah. twenty two points. Yeah, which is that could be trouble. which is strange. The last election she won it by forty four points. That's a sixty some point swing in just one election. There are a lot of uh, very heavy Trump supporters in Wyoming. Oh, oh you, you the, he won he won the state by I think it was seventy percent. So she had to she had to note that she was gonna upset Do you understand some of how her, popular her the, the Cheney family is in Wyoming? I mean Dick Cheney went all the way to the vice presidency and probably could have run for president if his health was a little better. You know, instead, George Bush got the nod and said, I really need to bring this popular guy from Wyoming in to help me with some Western states. And then, of course, Dick Cheney kind of, you know, played the president pretty well. I, mean, that, I, if, I don't know if, if you Cheney believe what you is, read. Yeah, I don't know if the Cheney name is nearly as popular as it had <laughs> any longer. Not, not any longer. Yeah. But, I mean, Liz Cheney ran on her name. Because she certainly, well, I'm not from Wyoming. I can't tell you one way or the other. But she ran on her name. She ran on her namesake. There's been talk that she, she's obviously, I mean, I, I think the uh, primary is this week. So we're going to know here in the next couple of days uh, in Wyoming if she's, but she's 22 points behind. It, it's just not going to happen. So she's not going to be a representative any longer after November from Wyoming. We don't think, but that that could change. Um, As you and I both know, polls don't mean a whole lot. And in Wyoming, where it's kind of hard to poll people. Yeah. 20, just, 22 points is is pretty big to overcome. It's not, if it, I mean, 22 points is massive. Okay. Think about it in these terms where, okay, I, look, I used, to, I used to do news in Nevada where it was really hard to poll people unless mm. you were in Reno or in Las Vegas. It's the only two places you could do a poll that would mean anything because if you polled people outside of those areas, it was so spread out. You try and pull a thousand people from like Elko County and just some of those outlying areas. It was really, really difficult. It didn't mean anything unless it was on one specific big race, like a presidential race where you knew you could get a good response. Yeah. But everything else is just so, it's like 
shooting a shotgun, it just goes everywhere. Well, we'll find out. I think the I think the primary is this week in Wyoming. Um, so we'll find out. I think it's it's either this week or next. It week. could I can't be airtight right too. I'm just I'm saying it's yeah. hard to know in a but state what, like what Wyoming. What would that mean? Because she's there's already been allusions, you know, allusions to the fact that she may be running for president. She's even said, "Hey, it's time that we finally have a woman president." Will she? Is that the next thing that she does? Man, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Stephen Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. You know, the left and the right and the center. Yeah, I'm not getting anything you're saying there. We're going to have to start again. I, th- I think you're going through a tunnel. Go, go ahead and start again. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that sounds better. Okay. I'm under a tree. Oh, yeah, it is a metal thing. Okay. Um, so we've been discussing the right and the left and the middle in this country for years. And the left has gotten farther to the left. The middle doesn't know where to be. You know, that's the rhino groups, and there's they used to call them blue dog uh, Democrats. Uh, you know, they kind of went with Reagan. And when Trump came along, he kind of straightened things out and said, you know what, I'm concerned. And I thought he was a liberal because he was from New York. I, I didn't really like what he, you know, when he ran, I was a little skeptical. I've always been skeptical of people that want to get into politics. Yeah, like myself. <laughs> Uh, because, you know, they want to do something. And most people just, they don't get mad because it's the apathy that really kills this country. But anyway, Trump is as close to a third-party candidate as we'll probably get. And he's very far to the right. And, you know, he was a Democrat before he was a Republican. And so the point being is that he is the third-party candidate that the country's been looking for, and that's why he created such a movement when he joined the Republican Party. And I don't know if you remember, but back in the 80s and 90s when Oprah and Hillary and everybody was trying to get him to run for politics uh, because they, they thought he was a great guy. But when he announced as a Republican, they did a complete switch every one of them that backed him uh turned down a, on a dime against him i don't the think people. he's the third party candidate that we've been searching for i think he's a republican and he's going to run well, as a republican and okay, well third he, he I, and i don't i don't like the way years. you depict people that are in the middle i mean i think i think moderates is a really good term and the middle is where things get done you know if you didn't have people that would reach towards the middle of the aisle, it's like, hey, who's going to meet me on this so that we can get something done? The middle is where things happen, man. Well, you can't, as a, as a conservative right now, you can't get anything done unless you can get somebody that's on the other side of the aisle to meet you halfway. The middle is where that happens. There's well, nothing wrong with I'm being saying. a moderate. Well, there isn't anything wrong with being a moderate have been fighting this moderation to the point where it's compromised the principles of a lot of people in this country. And, and you know, if you ask for the sky and settle for the moon, did you really lose anything if you live on Earth? You know, I mean, I think government is way too big. I really do. And I'm, I'm not an anti-government person. No, but, but all Republicans to think be, that, too. Yeah, we, we, we feel that. It I mean, conservatives all kind of agree with the, the less government principle. And, you know, I don't think Donald Trump is an anti-government person either. 
I mean, nobody in this country, well, there's a few that are anti-government, but we're not that far right. But the middle has been moved to the left for the last 30 to 40 years or longer because the Democrats controlled both houses for so long. I mean, it was Reagan that really, uh, you know, kind of changed things. And he saw things the way they were they were going, and he didn't like the way they were going. And he made a movement and made a change. Steve? And I think Trump was the same way. Appreciate your thoughts. We're up against a break here. We need to uh, take All a break. Right. Appreciate the phone call. Thank right. you very much. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Still on the way, Thomas Rhett's concert tickets, October 6th, uh, Ford Idaho Center. Those are coming up here sometime within the next half hour. I promise, don't go away. Wayne writes in, Mike at KBOI.com. Like others, I am tired of the drama that occurs around Trump. After years of made-up and falsified charges, nothing has been shown that has put Trump in court for crimes. I'm becoming of the opinion that Democrats are more concerned about their control than they are with growing the economy, more prosperity for all people, energy, independence, inherent security, peace, and a secure border, etc. Trump is not my cup of tea as a person. As a leader, we're all, we've all benefited from his policies. That's from Wayne. Thanks for the email, Wayne. Mark says, uh, my life improved a lot almost immediately after President Trump was elected, so please ask Rick and others what was so bad during Trump's presidency that makes him say that he did not care for President Trump, or was it simply because he did not like him as a person? I can't think of a single president I would want to sit down and have a beer with, but some were okay as presidents. I, I, I mean, I can answer that. I mean, I, I don't necessarily like Trump as, as a person, necessarily, but I like a lot of his policies. I think that's what you get with a lot of people. Oh, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I really did enjoy some of the some of the things he did as president. I also didn't like the drama that we had every day. There was something new every day that just, man, why are we looking at this again? Yeah. Why are we talking about this again? The, you know, let's let's build the wall and who's going to pay for it? We're never going to pay for that. Oh, but there's a roundabout explanation as to why. I know, but just more drama. Can we just not have the drama that leads to the hate, that leads to all the other things that come with it? I just, I would like government to work together to push the ball forward. <laughs> You know, <laughs> good luck with that. That doesn't happen in over 240 well, years. Well, it, anyway. <laughs> it didn't happen during this that presidency either, and it's not no, happening get, during yeah. this presidency. So I'm not yeah. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying, who am I going to vote for? And did I really like him? No, as a person, I absolutely did not. Too much drama for me. Steve in uh, Tucson, you know who the the next president is going to be? Yeah, I do. The next president is going to be Gavin Newsom. And the Ooh. vice president is Ga- 2020, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Are you on speakerphone? Because I can't hear you. You can hear me. Don't no, it's, it, you got back. got a lot of echo. But I did I did finally pick up. It's Gavin Newsom you think is going to be president in and 2024. Liz, and Liz Cheney will be vice president. You you know, Gavin Newsom's no, going to pick no, a Republican, no. really? No, thanks come for that. On, come on. Thanks for that Steve. nonsense. That's not going to happen. Yeah, a Democrat will never pick a Republican as a running mate. They put some kind of weird junk and, in the water today in Arizona because that is And vice versa. Happening. 
that that's not going to happen. Liz Cheney, I could see her decide to run for president. Yeah, I, I could I, see that. I can see that, but she's not going to pick Gavin Newsom as a running mate. No. And Gavin Newsom is never going to pick a Republican no. as a running mate. No. And by the way, Liz Cheney was asked, it's like, are you going to switch, you know, since you have so much hatred within the Republican Party, are you going to switch parties? She said, absolutely not. I have been a lifelong conservative, and I will continue to be a conservative. I, I think she is very conservative. I think she really is. She just, she chose Donald Trump as an enemy, yeah, and we know what in, that in a, does. In a state where people really like Donald yeah. Trump. Um, 208-336-3700. Kevin Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBO. i got about a minute here. Steve, yesterday, I follow him today. You know, Steve, I know him. He loves the hippie lettuce, so there you go. There's his answer. <laughs> um, so, so back to... I love it when people use that back on me. Probably, probably already hit that this morning. Um, so, so... Uh, when it comes to this whole thing, last night, this was probably past your guys' bedtime, but on the Mark Levin show, he explained why Trump could not release that um, that page of the uh, warrant, and it's because it has to go to a court to be released. And if they wrote one thing in there, one tiny little thing that has anything to do with top security or top secret, it cannot be released, period. That uh, makes sense. the court's whims. Yeah. So there's okay. a lot to it. If you listen to the first five minutes of Mark Levin's podcast, it's there. Got it. But then... This morning I picked up that the DOJ, when they went into Mar-a-Lago, the DOJ ordered all security cameras off and there was no supervision. No guards could stand and look over. They went through Melania Trump's wardrobe like crazy, probably sniffing her underwear. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, I'm sick of our federal government. If they, if they truly want us to believe what they found, why don't they have oversight so we can believe they didn't plant it? Now, we I heard ABC News say that, that the Secret Service was involved they were they were tipped 45 minutes before uh agents showed up with the warrant they were tipped off that it was coming they let staff know moments before it occurred and that secret service was not only there and supervised and cooperative but that the secret service did not do anything to help but it sounds to me like there was supervision and i don't know anything about it is I've, weird. I haven't heard anything about cameras being turned yeah, off or if, anything if else. If that's true, why yeah, that is weird. It's like why would they order cameras being? I, I just hadn't read that. Where did you see that? Largest publication in the world. The top story. They would not put that out there if it wasn't true. Now, why are who, they so who, afraid of oversight? Were we, we, we talking about the New York Times? Be, I'm not sure who we're talking we about. We didn't hear you when you said the who. Date, the Daily Mail, the, the largest Mail. publication okay. in the world. The Daily okay. Mail, their top story. So this is not a lie. But what I want to know is what are what is the FBI and DOJ afraid of to have cameras? I mean, it, if anything, transparency shows that they're not planting something. Yeah. Now I don't believe them if they do come up with something. Uh, maybe it had something to do with the documents that they were going after. They didn't want those to be seen on camera. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm spitballing here. I'm just I'm not saying you could. I'm just saying I don't know. Have you ever heard of pixelation? Maybe they didn't want, uh, you know, whoever those agents were to be recorded. They didn't want their face going out there. Seems a little weird. Thank it's you for the you're call. You're right. It does seem a little, little Thank weird. you for the call, Kevin. I don't know um, what the answer is We'll on take that. a break, but I, 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 JT wrote in a text message. Um, <laughs> is it about hippie lettuce? No. Dang it says, it. I would rather go hunting with Dick Cheney than vote for Liz Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> For those, of, for those of you who forgot, Dick Cheney once shot somebody, yeah, shot somebody in the face 
on a honey. Yeah, he had it coming. <laughs> JT, thank you for the laugh and the levity this morning. Much thank appreciated. You. We'll take a break. If you're on the line, stay right where you're at. We'll uh, get to you coming up after news here at the bottom of the hour. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 9.35, we really do have some of the best listeners. Yes, we do. <laughs> Why uh, are you giggling? Uh, An- uh, Angel writes in, uh, says, Why blame Trump for the drama? Is it because of how he reacts or that he actually doesn't react to issues presented by Congress, the media, and others? Isn't it better to choose policy, relevance, and productivity over style? For example... I much prefer Mike and Chris's style over Nate's, but I still listen to Nate, despite being number three, because his content is still relevant. Yes. Yes. Uh, Angel, that, and then she goes on, she also adds this. Now, Rick, on the other hand, is another story, LOL. (laughs) Thank you. I think. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Thank you, Angel. That, That is very funny. Uh, Mike from Boise, so what you're saying is Trump apologists have set the bar so low for him that dereliction of duty or failure to protect the Capitol is acceptable as long as it's not a crime. Would you at least agree that it's an impeachable offense or reason enough not to vote for him? Oh, let me take these one at a time. First of all, I never said that him not doing more to protect the Capitol is acceptable. I, I, I don't agree with it. The fact, though... What I said is it's not a crime. It's not against the crime. As people, A lot of people like to claim what he did was against the law, and, and it's not, in my personal opinion, and some others who you know are in the law profession, I'm not. Um, did, I, did I like that he could have done more and didn't? No, I don't, I don't like that. Is it an impeachable offense? If we've learned anything over the last four years, anything and everything can be an impeachable offense. All you have to do is have enough people in the uh, House of Representatives to file impeachment against the president. That's all you need, enough votes to be able to do it. Um, Is it a reason not to vote for him? Yeah, it could very well be a reason you don't want to vote for Trump. That's definitely true. If you don't want to vote for Trump because of what he did, if he decides to run in the next election, because of what he did on January 6th, you, you can say, what he did, I don't want to vote for Trump. There's nothing wrong with that. That could be your one and only reason. Question for you to help out on, Rick. Yeah. Ready for this? I'm ready. Text message in uh, 208-336-3700 said, Can you guys explain in layman's term what the New York investigation going on today with Trump is? I mean... You want to know what happened what, today? What law is Trump accused of breaking, valuing a real estate yeah. improperly? Well, what I, what yeah. is it that he did that's against the law? So Trump had first argued, unsuccessfully by the way, that he shouldn't have to sit for a deposition while the Manhattan District Attorney's Office was conducting a parallel criminal investigation. While the Manhattan DA's case is still active, two senior prosecutors had been leading it, resigned earlier this year over lack of an indictment. All right, They said, if we don't get an indictment on this, we're done. So the District Attorney's Office uncovered evidence, they say, this is allegedly, of potentially fraudulent conduct in the way the Trump organization had valued its real estate holdings when they were trying to get loans or when asking for tax breaks. 
Trump was there for the deposition today and took the fifth. Which is his right to do. Absolutely. I'll read you the quote. Under the advice of my counsel, I decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. Now, But if you're looking for the nutshell version, when Trump's organization was looking for a loan, they valued their property a certain way so you can get a certain right, loan, right. which is overvaluing. So he, yeah, and exactly. then when you go to your taxes, you undervalue it. So you don't pay as much. So you have you have two different numbers that you're giving to two different agencies. And I mean, if you have a house... That's called playing the yeah, system. If you have a house, all right, if you have a house and it's worth $1 million, comps are worth $1 million, that's what it would sell for. But you go to the IRS... And you write off on your taxes and you say, it's only my house 300, is yeah, 300000 but you go to get a loan on that house and you tell them it's worth $2 million so that you can get a, a bigger, bigger loan. loan. Yeah. You, that's fraud. Yeah. And that's what he's being investigated. In layman's terms, he's being investigated for fraud. Correct. Only investigated. No, they're, they're allegations. Charging, right. He but hasn't now been they found have, guilty. They have documents now that, and they're able to go to his taxes now, which hasn't been... Uh, afforded no, anyone that until happened, now. That happened yesterday. Yeah. So he has to release his taxes. So Trump was in the deposition earlier this morning, and he didn't exactly say, I, I plead the fifth, but he did say that he would not answer. Jim uh, writes based in, on based, on, based on what you just said, in court today during New York civil investigation into his company's business practices, uh, Donald Trump cited the Fifth Amendment, answered no questions. Using the Fifth Amendment to avoid answering in a civil action is not always without consequences. Courts in New York have routinely permitted negative interfer- inter- inferences. There you go. There you go. Following a defendant's Fifth Amendment invocation. And guilt in a civil suit is determined by a preponderance of evidence, not beyond a reasonable doubt. As in a criminal case, look out, danger ahead. That's from Jim. Thank you, Jim. It's possible. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. How are you? Good. Very good. Thank you. If Rick, yeah, would, I, if Rick would quit picking on me, I'd be much better. Don't you stick to the weather. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> we, anyway, you, you know, I can't help it, but I I think the fan is, the sooner the better that he throws his hat in the ring, the better off all of us will be, even if we are Trump supporters. He's going to be able to outmaneuver with the Trump, with the help of Trump's help, I believe, inside the circle, like Ron Klain is for numb nuts. Um, I think that he could help DeSantis in numerable, numerable ways. And no, he I could. Just, you know, the problem is in that. Years, the problem is in doing that. Uh, number one, you you don't want to run against Trump. Because as no. soon as you do so, you become his enemy. Well, and not only that, but... You want Trump to be the kingmaker instead of being the guy that forces him out. On Monday, we talked about the straw poll from the recent CPAC in Texas. Yeah, it's not close. 69% said Trump. Only 29% were for DeSantis. Now, right. however, if Trump were not running, that number jumped to 69% for DeSantis. And you and I talked about sure. this before, off-air and on-air. I really, truly believe... Trump could have more influence and more power and be better as as you just mentioned being kingmaker. I mean you you look at 
what he has done with the support of the people that are running in the midterm election. Sure. How many people that he has supported have won their primaries as opposed to how many people have lost them? Could you imagine a scenario in which DeSantis was the candidate and named Donald Trump as his VP? <laughs> could you imagine what First, would happen there? I Donald Trump couldn't be no he couldn't be to anybody. He couldn't. no yeah. you're absolutely right but I, and he would say that too so i truly believe that I just you know trump like could, to throw stuff against the wall <laughs> trump could be a better leader and have more influence from the sidelines especially with the drama that's going on in and supporting somebody like DeSantis in the next election rather than running that's that's my personal opinion i we still don't know if trump is going to run now most people believe, and I think he is too, but just based on things like the CPAC and how much support that he still does have, how much money he raised this week, when all he did was have the FBI raid his complex in right. Mar-a-Lago, he raised more money in 24 hours than in the history of his, any of his candidacy while he was running before, just because people were so upset that the FBI raided his compound. I think that Donald Trump had better throw his hat in now before he can't he can't if he if he throws his head look how many look how many court cases he's fighting right now he loses all money they've told him if he announces before midterms they will not give him any more money to fight any of his cases civil uh, criminal civil anything that money dries up and he's on his own so he can't because the gop says they won't give him any more money to fight any of his uh lawsuits i think the gop needs to shut up gop wants to win and if Donald Trump is the candidate, then they're going to support him. No, I think they will too. But they're worried about the midterm. No, I, I that's that's okay. Yeah. Just they don't want him to. Doesn't it, even matter. They don't want him to announce. No, until I, after if the I was midterm. Donald Trump, I would announce now because I don't want to wait anymore for somebody to say no, you can't run. So what he said, I can't run. I'm already a, I'm already a candidate. Who's going to tell him he can't? Nobody That's, can, in, in the past four years, has anybody been able to tell him anything? <laughs> I mean, seriously, well, right? You, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. It's like, President, you but can't do this. Oh, I'm go- think, watch me. Okay, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. I'm giving you a political assessment of what's going on right now. There is what is potentially a trap going on right now. You're going to get him what you found the Department of Justice went in and got a Mar-a-Lago. You're going to get him on his taxes. You're going to get him on whatever this fraud case is in New York. The The dogs are all coming right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I don't... If I you're don't, going to announce, don't wait until the dogs get on your doorstep. You do it now before they get there so you can get out in front of it. And then you can get everything steamrolling. But if you wait until charges come, you're going to have a really hard time getting past those things. That That's a political assessment from somebody that looks at politics every day. Right. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We have one more segment on the way. As promised, though, Thomas Rhett's going to be in uh, town. He's going to be in Nampa, anyway, Ford Idaho Center, October 6th. We have your tickets right now. You like Thomas Rhett? He's got a whole bunch of hits. If you like country music, Thomas Rhett. Uh, we've got concert tickets for you if you're calling number 6 right now. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
Congratulations going out to Anthony Miranda. Let's call it number six. Anthony uh, has a date now. He, he can get together, find a date for October 6th. Thomas Rhett going to be at the Ford Idaho Center. We'll have more tickets to give away coming up for you tomorrow morning. Um, don't forget, just wanted to remind you, a uh, little change. If you were making plans for the uh, Hometown Happy Hour, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. It's going to be a 10-barrel brewing, Bannock and Ninth Street this week, all right? So a little bit of a change if you're planning on heading to Middleton. No, don't do that. To all your friends, don't do that. Join Nate Showman this Friday afternoon. He'll be at 10-barrel brewing, Bannock and Ninth Street, downtown Boise. Stop in for dinner, plus chance to win tickets to see Fitz in the Tantrums and Andy Grammer. Yay. And, and they have all sorts of different types of craft beer. One of the things that was kind of cool they have flights of beer where you can sit there in like little shot glasses get 10 different flavors types of craft beers at uh, 10 barrel brewing so place to be coming up once again this coming friday afternoon tom and emmett thanks for being patient you're on news talk kbi good morning to you good morning guys hey i was just going to speculate because i have heard plenty of speculation being made on this radio station about planet evidence and whatnot Hey, uh, what if the FBI or the Justice Department found out that Donald Trump was trying to market secrets to foreign governments? I hope that you guys are prepared to be able to either condemn that or defend that because we uh, will find I, out. Yeah, I, don't, I would never in any way, shape, or form defend that. If that's, if that's definitely true, that he's trying to sell secrets to other foreign governments... Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you could support that. Well, I I can't say that I hadn't thought of that. I mean, I I like to keep that on the down low more more because I I don't even want to contemplate the idea that Donald Trump was thinking about selling state secrets in order to get help somewhere else. But there's been lots of speculation about him being a puppet of uh, the Putin administration over there in Russia, and so yeah, the thought occurred to me, but. I, I can't believe that anybody that ever held the position of president of the United States would sell out his country in such a fashion. That, that, yeah. Let me, am I still on? Yeah. Real hey, quick. Uh, it, it's curious that we've yet to hear one kind of, any kind of criticism of Putin from the former president, considering that Putin has been slaughtering innocent people, bombing schools, bombing hospitals, it would really be nice if one of the major parties' supposable candidate, possible candidate for president, would have at least a little bit of criticism for the butcher in Russia. Thank you. All right. Do we know that for a fact that he hasn't criticized Russia? I don't know. Or is it just that media doesn't report it? I don't I just know. say. Um, by the way, I, I forgot to remind you of this, um, and you can pass this along to anybody who needs, needs to know about it, especially with the price of food prices. We have people going without, um, people who don't have enough food to uh, feed their family. Reminder that the Idaho Food Bank today will be at the Ford Idaho Center beginning at 11 a.m. this morning, all right, until 3 o'clock this afternoon or until food runs out. And that's a very good possibility because of how many people, because of inflation and the need right now, um, that they could run out of food, but it's absolutely free. All you have to do is is go in, and uh, they've got the food already boxed up for you. But once again, reminder that that will be happening today. The Idaho Food Bank will be passing out to uh, everybody who uh, wants food, needs food. If you're one of those people that could use a little extra food to get you through to the next time you're able to afford groceries, because we know what the price of groceries has done. 
once again, get to the Ford Idaho Center beginning at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Now, they've done these things in the past, and there's been people lined up. It wouldn't shock me to find out we're an hour, just a little over an hour ahead of this right now. Um, there are already people probably in line waiting for this. But 11 until 3 today, Ford Idaho Center, or until food runs out, they'll have people directing traffic. Um, it's very organized. Uh, if you need more information, you can go to Idaho Food Bank dot org forward slash get food and you can get more information uh, there but i wanted to get